Hi guys, thanks for your patience. Sorry this podcast has taken a little bit longer in coming this week. Sadly, Zoom has let us down in terms of getting the recordings to me. But after a few Twitter conversations with their customer service and a nice chap called Charles, we actually managed to get the recording. So this week's pod features Nikki Robinson. Hopefully you guys should all know who she is. Uh, I mentioned in the podcast, she's the mother of the account, but someone we probably all look to for help and advice over the course of our time on the account. Um, hopefully the new guys will get a little sense of her on this um, and when you get a chance to meet her anything you need she's your go-to person enjoy on with the pod So um, I'm not sure what number episode we're on now. We've done quite a few, but on this week's uh, episode, we've got Nikki Robinson, uh, one of the stalwarts of the account. Hope you don't mind me saying. Um, I said the same to Gary, and he was really <laughs> miffed by it. But case, obviously, been on the account uh, a couple of times, which we'll delve into later. But if we start off like with every podcast, um, if I give you 60 seconds to talk about yourself, and, and like I just said. It can be anything. It doesn't need to be. You can go on whatever way you want with it. So 60 seconds to talk about yourself uh, and then maybe we'll delve deeper. Go. Yeah, cool. Okay, no worries. So um, so I, yeah, Nikki Robertson. I'm um, X amount of years old. Um, nobody needs to know that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think most people will know me for the lady with the dog, um, obviously, uh, Monty. So it's the love of my, uh, my life. Um, so just, uh, just recently, um, moved actually. So I lived in the Northeast for about 16 years, um, before then previously in, in the Netherlands. Um, so I've worked for Nike for 20 years now, uh, well, 20 years in, um, in August. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I'm now a Southerner. Um, so, um, literally about 20 years ago, I left the South, uh, went to the Netherlands and then, uh, yeah, um, now, now back. So, um, it's quite interesting process actually, uh, kind of doing that. So you've been up in the Northeast so long and then obviously you think, yeah, but being down South, be able to contact family and things like that. And then you're like, Oh no, COVID. Um, so it doesn't really matter where I live at the moment. Um, you know, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a great process and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about who I am. So you said, obviously, you, you've lived up in the Northeast for, for quite a while now. Um, you've moved down south. Obviously, you haven't really had a chance to kind of delve into too much because you pretty much moved during lockdown, didn't you? So you kind of pretty much been yeah. stuck in the house. But is there anything yes. so far that you miss about the Northeast? Um, is there anything? Oh, yeah loads absolutely loads the first ones are the other people actually so obviously I, I lived in um in a house for uh 12 years and it was my next door neighbors and um and kind of what I really um appreciate now is that um 
that sometimes you don't appreciate what you have until it's and until it's gone almost. Yeah. And I think lots of us are kind of feeling like this at the moment with with lockdown and things. So, you know, the freedom that you had, the you know, the, the fact that you could meet whoever you wanted to um, and stuff is is it, you don't really appreciate it until it's gone. And I think um, you know I really appreciated the um, the, the guys. You know, they were always looking out for me. You know, they would sort of like see my car turn up and know that Nikki's back. And if my car wasn't there, you know they would look after the house for me whilst I was away and things. So I think the people mainly, um, the fact that I could just literally phone the dog groomer and get him groomed himself. So I won't show you any pictures of my dog, but he's definitely had a COVID haircut. That's even my uh, question. How, you know, how's he coped with the move? <laughs> how's he finding Really, the really well, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, really well. I mean, one of one of the things about Monty is he was always passed from pillar to post. So I was always putting uh, him in kennels and, and things like that. So actually... He's probably um, left it then, yeah. <laughs> well i'm not sure i think i'm stricter than any kennels he's ever been to before so actually he's, he's going through his like uh, rebellious um you know sort of you know he and and down here there's an abundance of squirrels and wildlife for him to chase uh, and and picnic tables and stuff so like that. Now, now there's good weather that's coming out oh my god yeah so um it's it, that's the problem with the covid you can't go up and rescue the the, the people from the dog um mm -hmm. so i've had a couple of embarrassing moments just recently where i've been stood there like a wally um uh, trying to call the dog back and he's taking no notice of me whatsoever <laughs> so uh, never listens uh, yes exactly <laughs> have you found any nice dog walks down where you live in yet or is it yes because that's the thing when you move to a new area you replace mm. the sadness of leaving with the excitement yes. of newness but i suppose for you obviously that's mm. kind of muted slightly but are there some nice walks etc no no actually yeah yeah it's beautiful so big shout out to um to rich harvey and simon duggan because they actually were the ones that um separately kind of recommended horsham so that's where i'm living mm. right now oh nice and I have to say, they came up trumps because the, the area that I live literally is um, it's right in the center of like three main areas and um, I can walk from the house um, and, you know, wow. beautiful parks, beautiful river walks and things. And then I'm 11 minutes away from um, from a forest that um, comes close to the forest, my favorite forest up in the northeast. Um, so actually, you know. Uh, you know at, with the, the lockdown and stuff like that i've been able to really explore the area and go on loads and loads of different walks um so yeah very um so yeah you're you're right you kind of the, the, the nostalgia i suppose of, of leaving the northeast but then coming down south actually it's been brilliant it's been amazing so um so yeah i'm very very fortunate so i don't i don't remember the area at all um but actually horsham is where my great auntie lived so we used to go there every boxing day oh. we drive from cardiff to there it took three god three and a bit hours the way my dad used to drive as well wow. my aunt my great auntie yeah. so my my grandmother's sister um yeah mm -hmm. she used to live there so i don't, I don't remember it at all but i know it's like near kind of really? crawley and That's that it. kind of mm -hmm. that kind of area but yeah no it's a well all around those areas are lovely areas anyway to be fair so you can't really oh absolutely beautiful no, no, absolutely beautiful. So I've been very lucky. So that, that gives a little snippet probably into you and obviously what's currently going on. If we delve into mm -hmm. your kind of role, and again, I've asked a few people yeah. just to say like what their role is. I appreciate that might be a bit of a can of worms for you because your role has kind of evolved over the time I've been on the account and you seem to take on more and more and more. So I suppose if you had to do it in a nutshell, what, what would you describe your role to people? Like we've got three, four new people on the account. What would you say your role is within the IAT? Um, and obviously you currently do yeah. other stuff outside of our, our account as well, but 
yeah, with an IAT, what's Nikki yeah. Thompson's role other than being the team? Yeah, um... <laughs> Gary's the dad, you're the mum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, it's a role I relish um, being the team mum. So that's that's fine. If you if you um, I'm the nag that uh, tells you guys don't take uh, the plates from the canteen into the office. Um, but um, yeah, my role really, I suppose, um, if you think about the elevation strategy, it's almost like um, it's the same for myself and Marie. Really, um, we're kind of like the elevation troubleshooters. Um, so we we kind of go into a situation. Say, for instance, whether it's it's um, uh, mainly a concept build for myself around retail. Um, so, you know, the, the thing that we're tasked with is almost like, um, how do we continue to um, evolve the, the strategy? Um, so it's not just about retail for me. It's not just about retail. It's about the whole ecosystem that goes into supporting um, a retail destination for a consumer. So obviously, um, I've been very, very lucky to be able to try different things out. So um, not only designing retail spaces, but looking at their staff training program, and then the community piece, which I absolutely love. Um, the connection of, uh, you know, people, I suppose, are the, what motivates me mostly. Um, and, um, and people are, the, are what make the anything that we do, the strategy um, of Elevation successful. Um, without the leadership team being on board, um, then nothing moves on. Without the store staff being engaged with the consumer, nothing moves on. Without the consumer being engaged with Sports Direct strategy, nothing moves on. So, um, so yeah, in a nutshell, that's basically um, a, a concept troubleshooter. There we go. <laughs> That's good. That's a very good summary, to be fair. I wondered, yeah, because yeah. there's so many different strings to your bow that it must be quite tough to pinpoint it down. And obviously, you said you've been at Nike 20 years in August, so congratulations for that. That's a hell of a hell of a shift yeah. you put in. Um, my question <laughs> yeah, would be, great, what, what's the kind of, because I know you've worked in a few different functions. Do you want to just touch on the functions you've worked in and any that you kind of preferred or maybe your current job's the one you prefer most, but I know you've kind of worked in a few areas do you want to just touch yeah. on those the so guys can get an understanding of your experience yeah for sure so um i was really lucky uh so um, when i first started working for nike it's when the whole of the customer service um centralized over in the netherlands um, and it's when they were bringing in the sap program um so i started off in customer service i was um, responsible for field north um, so answering the telephones, doing prop orders, you know, looking after some sales reps and things. So I did that for a couple of years. Um, and then I transitioned into team leader, um, uh, which was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had, I have to say. Um, so big shout out to the operations team, because without them, literally our business doesn't doesn't run. And, um, yeah. and it was some of the happiest, happiest years I had, you know, the great team dynamic. Um, and, um, and I was able to work on the first Manchester United launch, um, which wow. was a complete failure. Yeah, exactly. Well, it wasn't a complete failure, um, but there were some problems with the material that they had used and the logo was going yellow. So I was able to work with some of the guys over in Holland and the logistics and stuff. And, and then I was able to sort of like look at maybe going into an account ops role. And um, so after four years of being in the Netherlands, I transitioned back to the UK and I became the account ops manager for home shopping at the time. Um, and um, I've, I've always had an interest of working with Sports Direct. I think it's the, one of the hardest accounts to work on, but it's one of the ones that you learn the most about yourself um, through the conflicts and the conversations and stuff you have to have. Um, so I asked for uh, Sports Direct and I was um, lucky enough to, to get the, a project called CARS, which was like a replenishment program. Um, and that was my first dealing really with Sports Direct. So 
in total, I think I've worked um, on Sports Direct for 10 years of my 20-year oh, wow. career, time, yeah. um, but in different in those different functions, yeah. So I did a couple of years in account ops and then decided I really wanted to develop my commercial knowledge. Um, so um, one of the greatest things of working for Nike is you can really express where you want to develop and, and challenge yourself. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had some amazing leaders um, through my career who were really supportive um, of, of me doing that. Um, so I was one of the first to transition from account ops into sales. Um, and at, actually at the time, it beautifully connected with they wanted the sales direct function to become more analytical. Yeah. And obviously within an account ops role, you, you're very, very analytical. Um, so that worked hand in hand. And I was able to, again, on home shopping, sort of like through the kids categories. And to be honest, I think I've worked on every category apart from football um, when I was in, in sales. Um, so I did that for four years. But again, you know, I wanted to go to the beast that was Sports Direct to learn the commercial element. Um, so after two years on home shopping, I then transitioned into Sports Direct and looked after the sportswear category, the men's sportswear category in Sports Direct. Oh, wow. Um, alongside my um, my partner in crime, Gary Smith, um, so which was which was incredible, um, and as a result of doing that, that's when we opened Shybrook, um, and then I just asked the guys, you know, I got some a real love of of understanding how a retail space comes together, yeah. um, and I um, asked again uh, through through Nike, sort of said, hey, you know, I, I really want to see my development going um, more into concept building and stuff, and I was given the opportunity to become at the moment at the time it was marketplace transfer information um so i was the first kind of one that was attached to an account um, oh, okay. and yeah the rest is kind of history literally the last what six years i think yeah. my role from the start of marketplace development to now has is, is hugely changed and yeah. and that's again one of the beautiful things about working for nike is is that you can you know if you have a strategy and if you have a plan you can really evolve your job yeah. And this job has evolved, you know, with, with the customer and, and stuff, how, how I've wanted it to. So of all of the jobs, I've had some great jobs. And of all of the jobs, I have to say, um, I'm loving, I absolutely love my job. Yeah. Um, so you, I think you have to really sometimes. No, I was going to say, I think it comes across as well. When, when anyone sees Nikki working in the office, you can see that the passion you put into it, you must love your job to be that enthusiastic Absolutely. day in, day out to continue to push, especially a lot of the time when you're kind of like knocking against a brick wall to get these guys across the line and having to show them how things should be done for them to embrace yeah. it and do it themselves. So it's very much, uh, yeah, you have to have yeah. that, I suppose, to be able to do what you do. So kudos to you for yeah. that. So now we talk about the horrible kind of situation everyone's stuck in which is covid i was gonna say that's been going on for the last few weeks but actually i think what we've been off for like 12 weeks and the world well the country's been in lockdown for what nine now so how a have you found it and b have you done anything specifically to try and counteract any any negatives you would find in it i like so for example i always reference this on most podcasts i'm not blowing trumpet but the only thing i've managed to do is i get up a half five every day and it's purely just because I get an hour or so before the kids and my wife are up and I can have peace yeah. of mind, a bit of quietness because once they're up and the house is full, there's no escaping. There's no 45 minute drive to or from work. Um, no. So from your perspective, a, a, how are you finding it? Um, and yeah. And then B, is there anything you kind of can advise people that as a good cheat to conquer COVID? Yeah. 
Of course. So yeah, it has been a really interesting transition because um, so whilst uh, the, the country kind of went in lockdown probably about two weeks before I, I physically did yeah. um, because I was looking for somewhere to live. Um, so, um, so I moved um, literally the Thursday before the whole country was like, right, that's it. You, you can't, you can't move Jeez. anymore. And um, so yeah exactly and actually that whole transition was was amazing um so i had a couple of people like cancel my move and and things like that so um and i decided throughout the whole process that i was going to focus on the positives mm. um so the amount of people that showed up for me um during that process you know that um, they moved me literally from the northeast down um and i remember them bringing all the boxes in and i'm stood in this kitchen by the way which was absolutely filthy i left my house absolutely immaculate and i walk into a house and i'm like Ugh, it's horrible so i'm cleaning the cupboards i know cleaning the cupboards and the guys are bringing my stuff in and i've got tears rolling down my face and he's just like are you okay are you okay and i'm like it's fine just ignore me it's all positive <laughs> it's fine i was just like you know oh jesus and you know the thing is is that you know a, a move in and that my neighbors like come out and we're like hi you know welcome to the area and stuff but i kind of i i get a lot of energy from people and um and i didn't realize how much i was talking to katie the other day how much actually i really enjoy pe being around people but i miss hugs jesus yeah. you know and that tactile kind of thing um so i think that's been the, the hardest thing is that i came from an area i knew really well into an area I, did, I didn't know um, and um, and and then so I just decided that every day I was going to try and, and focus on the positives um, and it's been it's been tough I've gone up and down I mean I think every single day each one of us has an emotional ro roller coaster where you can start off really positive and yeah. then something happens and then you're just like oh and um, just recently actually I decided that I was going to um, think back to like a year ago so I was stood in my kitchen a year ago in in the northeast wishing to be down south wishing to sell my house wishing to um, to be closer to my family and it's here okay yes I haven't seen my family and stuff no, um, but... but I am down south I've moved my house um, I've sold my house and so I just through this weekend just sort of thought actually focus on what you have now um, yeah. from a positive perspective um, and and actually just change your mindset that way um, and it's, it's not easy um, it's not easy at all but um, so that would be what I would recommend is look at what you have now because yeah. actually what we all have we all have our you know, our health in some ways, we all have an amazing job that we have been able to have full pay all the way through. I live in an amazing area. We've all been able to experience time with families and stuff. And so for me, that is, um, so whilst COVID's not very nice and there are some people really suffering in the world, um, obviously your journeys are always personal. Um, and you know what, focus on the positives and, yeah. um, and you know, and then just basically get on with it. <laughs> But it's just the thing, the thing I would like to echo there, which I think you highlighted nicely was people think that like my wife gets frustrated with me because I always think that there's someone worse off in every situation. And she's like, yeah, but sometimes yeah. it is bad for us. And I, yeah, but there will always be someone worse. Oh, you do med. And I think it's a mindset that people think come naturally. We actually have to try to be positive. Like people think it's like, it takes energy and it takes effort but the reward is like anything and you put in, you get back. And I think that's the thing. Positive people, it doesn't, they're not positive. They try to be positive. It's a mindset. And I think for a lot of people um, trying to be positive would make a massive difference to them. Like I said, there's always something you can look at and pick out that you have this, you know, that's this, yeah. a blessing and something to be thankful for. So 
yeah it is uh yeah, it's very well put well yeah i, I, was, like that. I was gonna say i would say to your wife um so <laughs> or, or anyone i'm speaking to so obviously i like development coaching people and things like that so see positivity as a muscle so yeah. you don't uh, just run a marathon straight away. So basically it takes practice in which to build that muscle. Um, so if you just do a little bit of positivity every single day, it will get stronger yeah. and stronger. And then before you know it, you're viewing the world with positivity mm. naturally. Um, yeah. What do they say? It takes 28 days to, to form a habit. Um, so, um, so there you go. <laughs> I'll leave you with yeah. that little nugget. Um, yeah. Just focus, focus on it every day and then it gets easier and easier. Yeah. They also say, do you know when you're getting a new car and you know what car yeah. you're getting, you see all those cars on the road and it's something in your brain is because there's something in your brain that kind of remembers it and puts it in the front. Yeah. So you're more likely to spot it. It's the same thing with positivity. If you mm -hmm. try and be positive, you're more likely to spot positive things. When you're in a bad mood, you'll see a lot more worse things than you will if you're in a good mood. It's not through chance. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Unfortunately, science tucks us up. So if you're upset, it'll make you worse. But if you're happy, it'll probably make you happier. So yeah. So listen, this has been good. Hopefully, a lot of people have gained a lot from it. Um, hopefully, you've been able to share things you wanted to. I and mean, then delved into anything you didn't want to. We end everyone with a quick fire piece. So um, there are seven quick fire questions. You already know them. I would still encourage you to try and clear your mind and don't think about what you would have answered. Just answer them as quickly and naturally as you can. Um, which we'll fly through them and see what we get to, right? So the first one is, what's your proudest moment? <gasps> oh, my proudest moment is probably getting the Nike statue. I wanted that Nike statue for ages. So yeah. that sales to sales rep thing. So yeah, that was one of my proudest moments. And then dancing on the stage. What's your biggest? Oh, oh my fear? god, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, what was my what's biggest? biggest fear? Your biggest fear. It's actually failure. No. Yeah. So I don't like to fail. Mm. So, no, uh, yeah. what's the one indulgence you allow yourself? Mm, one indulgence. Oh, I'm going to go pasta. <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Pasta. My favorite movie is got to be, um, oh my God, it's just popped out of my head. Um, oh my God, I've forgotten it now. Go but on, it was uh, the kids. Oh my God, it's just popped out of my head. How funny is that? Um, it's the, the um, you know, hey, you guys, that one. Oh, Goonies. <laughs> Goonies, that's the one. <laughs> Please edit that, uh, that impression out. <laughs> no, 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 that's definitely going to stay in. Hey, yeah, I've had enough stick in. in mind when I said I like Mary Poppins. The amount of grief I've got of people for saying that. Oh, Mary Poppins is great. I love it. What's your favourite song? Oh, my favorite song. Actually, it's one at the moment and it's called Patience um, and it's absolutely beautiful. So um, none of you guys would probably would have heard of it, but um, I can I can send I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, send send um, it to me and then I'll, I'll put it in yeah, as your intro music. Mm, on. Well, yeah. So that's your, now we're on to the last two questions and these just so I'm clear on it because people said this isn't clear. You can either watch films for the rest of your life or box sets, not one of each not one film there films in general or box sets in general but you can only watch one style for the rest of your life that makes sense it's gonna have to be um films because unfortunately i kind of get bored with box sets so yeah. definitely films three or four episodes in, i give up so yeah last exactly. question then at the moment obviously people are probably maxing out on what they're watching are there any films that people may or may not have heard of that you would say go and watch feel good fit whatever you would sit down you know it's raining on sunday and you've got to put something on 
outside of your favorite yeah. film of Goonies? What else? What else could you recommend? What could people go and watch? I absolutely love Sister Act. So uh, I don't know whether uh, anyone's seen that before, but I would definitely, no, that's film. a good, feel good movie. It's a good suggestion. Yeah, no, so I would great definitely Sunday afternoon suggestion. That, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, FYI, exactly. <laughs> but anyone else who, you know, is looking for something, if you love a war film, I watched that 1917 on Sunday night with my wife. Oh. Good. It's very good. Oh, really? Very uh, good. Mockbuster, yeah. probably better in the cinema than in my tiny living room, but it was very good. So yeah, so listen, yeah. thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, definitely send me the link to that song, and I'll try and get it in as your intro music. If not, I have to yeah, choose something, sure. and my music taste is questionable. Um, but yeah, thanks yeah. for taking the time. And oh, sorry, the last question. Sorry, and I forgot about this. But mm-hmm. who would you like to hear from next? And it has to be in the IET. Oh yes. <laughs> sorry, because someone else yeah, said someone else. It has to be within the SDI IET. Yeah, would you like to hear know. from who we haven't heard from yet? You know who I'm really keen to hear from is Duncan. I am really here to hear. Yes, that's it. That's yes. right. So you said Duncan, and you're sticking to it. So Duncan, you are. I'm gonna pound. I'm gonna literally hound you, literally until you do this now. Then so. Yeah, he needs to do it. Yeah, Watch I'm really interested. Let me try and get Duncan. Him. Then let me try. Yeah. I'll try my best. Cool. <laughs> Good luck with that. Stop the recording. <laughs> Salamonic lineage with the 